Well, welcome back. So, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar, Alex. And then what happens, Dave? Well, there's a question that poses. So, what does success really look like? Oh, good question. What does success look like? I I thought success was obvious. It's just making tons and tons of cash. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what, I mean, that's certainly what most of the business owners I, uh, if if I was to ask the business owners that I know, my clients and stuff, I think that's the first thing that would come to mind. Although I think if they, hopefully, if they thought about it a little deeper, there'd be more to it than that. Yeah, but that's certainly, I think, from, from, you know, one perspective, a lot of people will say your your measurement of success across society is... You know, cash in the bank and yep. and possessions, but you know, and and look, as a financial advisor, that that is definitely you know that is a catalyst to yep. move forward on a lot of stuff, and people will measure you based upon you know what's been the performance of, of yep. our of your investing to help us get to where we want. Therefore, we can measure you on that success. Yep. And I think part of it is it's an easy measurement, but I, I kind of I suppose that's part of our engagement. And discussions with a lot of people, you know, success means so many different things to different people. Yeah, and if you don't know where you're going, I suppose, how do you know, you know, if if you're on the right track? Yeah. Correct. You know, we can use a very simple example of success is just, you know, two professionals starting up a podcast. Oh, yeah. Then you know you're you're obviously a huge star, a big podcasting star. Then you know you've made it when uh, when you've got your own podcast that's named after you and you think, wow, I'm a superstar. Time to hang up the boots. (laughs) Well, actually, I've been on the radio a bit recently uh, and and a few people have, I've been, you know, at at client meetings or at, at, you know, networking functions or whatever. And people said, oh, you know, I heard your radio interview, you know, you're a big star. And I said, oh, well, that's, you know, when I'm, when I'm not on the TV, I'm on the radio. And they're like, oh, really? No, 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 no. none of that's true. <laughs> you whip out your autograph book and say, or oh, just throw out cards to them along the line. Well, it is funny how they, I think in their mind at least they went, oh, well, you wouldn't be invited on the radio to be interviewed unless you were a success. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, that yes. was a sort of a sign of success. And something else actually that happens a lot when I go to functions, people say to me, oh, how many people have you got? And often they, when they say how many people in your organisation, and, and they often clarify and say not not how many people, but how many partners. So you know, a law firm, right? I love yeah, right. the more partners you have in a law firm, the more successful you are in their mind, right? And of course, you know, uh, staff are a cost. They're not correct. <laughs> you know, correct. It's not always yeah. commensurate to the to <laughs> yeah. the sort of your bottom line margin when you've got more partners. Yeah, and in fact, if they're equity partners, you know, then they're they're sharing the profit as well. And so, so more partners. I mean that. You know, that's obviously you're not going to have equity partners, hopefully, unless they're bringing some value to the organisation. But mm. there was a real sense of the bigger you are in terms of headcount, the more successful you are or or the more you're on radio, you know, the more in the media you are, the more successful you are. And those two things, are, from a law firm's success point of view, if you ask me, are completely independent. They've got nothing to do with it. You could be a yeah. sole practitioner, happy as a lark, very successful, or you could have, you know, be in a massive international firm and be about to top yourself, you're so depressed, you know. So, yeah, because you're working so much. Yeah, that's right, and not for yourself. So do you get do you get the sense of you know the imposter syndrome when you when you're out there? That's like they're asking me here. I'm like, do I know what I'm really talking about, or do you kind of fake it till you make it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the radio has given me some legitimacy, which I think I mean I don't know if that's well founded or not. People say, oh, you're on the radio, you must know what you're talking about. So that's good. But people, we're a very small organisation, and I think sometimes people see that as being a bad thing. They say, oh, well, if you're small, then you must not be very good. Yeah, see, and I find that interesting too because when you start to, you say, from a success point of view, well, it, it kind of comes back to your area of niche that you, you function in. Yep. But if, if someone comes to you uh, seeking legal advice and you're unable to 
deliver it because that's not your particular niche. Well, yeah. you can have the capacity to bring in yeah. a, a third party or refer yeah. them out. Yeah, to another firm else. or barrister or whatever. Yep. Well, yeah, whatever it might be. To me, that means you're still working towards a successful outcome. Yeah. So, so, so to me, that is also, to me, part of it then becomes the, the so a really good sign of success is your capacity to listen to what people are talking to you about or, or explaining, but by asking more questions rather than just coming back with a solution to them as well. Yeah. So, so, so the you're talking about client success of your clients, are you? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you can be reflective as a successful business if your clients are getting a successful outcome. Yeah, yeah. So you're having a good impact in the in the kind of the area that you work. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Which which may not always be a financial success. Yeah, it is one aspect. But again, I think part of it, people come to professionals. Yeah. To seek advice on certain things. Now, the success may not be on a scale of, you know, 10 being it was absolutely phenomenally successful to zero, like we're unsuccessful, but you've got an outcome. Yeah. But the scale of that success may vary upon the, you know, within the eyes of who the recipient of that outcome is. Yeah. But again, it kind of comes back to, yes, but we've got a successful outcome. It may not be the outcome that we're looking for, or yeah. it might be the outcome we're looking for. But, you know, again, to me, that's what success looks like, is that we, we keep things moving forward yeah. for people. And then, as you said previously, you know, are we going in the right direction? Yeah. You know, that that's another one. It's always an interest, there's an interesting um, cartoon that floats around about, you know, climbing the successful ladder, but which, which which wall do you put the ladder against? Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and how close are the runs in between? Yeah. I mean, if they're too far apart, you can't yeah. move up. But but again, if it's leaning against the wrong wall, yeah. Well, I mean, I see it in, in terms of financial success. There's no question in my mind that that financial, that making money is is part of the kind of ingredients of success for yep. running business. In fact, it's it's a it's a prerequisite. If you don't make any money, then you can't pay staff. You can't you know, have an impact with your clients. You can't um, you know develop your people. You can't you know buy assets, do all the things you need to do. So so that gives you choices. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And power to do the things that you might need to do. Yeah, it yep. empowers you. I should I should say. So financial success is, I think, a, a sort of a prerequisite or you sort of assume that that's what you need. But then what do you want to do with that profit? You know, or what do you want to do with that successful business? What, you know, are you trying to have an impact in a particular community? Are you trying to generate a lifestyle for yourself? Yep. You know, I think a lot of people start a business, you know, with hoping to make a lot of money, they might yep. make okay money, or you know they might make great money. Um, but it impacts their lifestyle in a negative way, not in a positive way. Yes, they got yes. time away from the family or from the what's important to them, time away from their hobbies and interests and loves. You know, um, and, and so you got well maybe you know maybe working less but making less money is okay, or maybe there's a way of working uh, less and still making the same money or, or, or whatever it is. But what do you? What does that all look like? And and and. It, are your business goals, is what you're actually doing day-to-day in your business aligned to that? I see that all the time that people are like, they might, you ask them what's success and they might say, oh, I want to spend more time with the kids and I want to, you know, earn enough money to pay the private school fees. Okay, no yeah. worries. But then the things they're doing in business really are totally nothing to do with the kids and all they're trying to do is earn earn heaps more money than they perhaps need to pay the school fees. So Correct. Yeah, There's on. a complete misalignment between yeah. their, you know, personally what they want to do but, but, yeah. com- but professionally what they want to do. Yeah, and, and I see that in, in particular in the disputes area. You know, I deal with um, litigation and, and business disputes and often people, uh, you know, can be quite bitter and twisted about disputes and yep. they say, oh, well, I want to, 
I want to get an outcome. And I want the outcome to look like this, and I don't care what it costs. And so, okay. And then, then you go, well, that means <laughs> I can charge you. That's music to a lawyer's ears, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I go, oh, great. You don't care. <laughs> so in that case, I can charge you whatever you like. And they say, oh, no, no, I don't want, you know. I mean, it's just it's just, just a joke. But often the actual the, the dispute really is causing all sorts of emotional and, you know, physiological uh, stresses on, on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being accounted for, you know, laying at night, thinking about it, waking up in the morning and sending me 10 emails because they've, they've thought about it all night. And often the, the, what they've thought of, what they've stewed on, if you like, is not particularly helpful from a legal yep. point view um but they're not not you know not being able to kind of really define what a success might look like you were sort of saying before success might just be getting this dispute sorted out regardless of the outcome just get it done so that then because then you get it out of your head because it just keeps ticking along yeah so we need to resolve it now you may not come out with the best result it depends on which side of the fence you sit on for someone we've evened it out you know win-win for everyone but some people will always have an attitude in any sort of process of of it was a win lose. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 so, so right. is that successful where you're always yeah. like, I've always got to win? Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah, well, but there's I, a cost to everything. I'll tell you a story about that when we I made an offer once for a client for a dispute. So it's quite a hotly contested dispute, but our sort of opening offer, if you like, the other side. So we offered to pay X amount, and the other side said, We accept. And that was it. And the client said, Oh, no, <laughs> that's bad. And I said, Well, why is that bad? And he said, Well, because because we've offered to pay this amount, we could have obviously offered less. You know, there was there was more because the other side accepted our opening offer. Basically, I see that as a loss. And I said, but that's the amount that we opened with, expecting to have to pay more. So we actually got the best outcome we could have really hoped for. Now, yep. maybe, you know, maybe we'd we'd miscalculated on all that. Who, who knows? But the point is, the client got an outcome that they defined as success prior to the other side accepting it. <laughs> well, the yes, minute yep. the other side accepted it not success anymore because what we actually really wanted to do was screw them down to the best deal that we could have rather than get the money that we thought we were entitled to or whatever. So it was just a sort of an interesting lesson in psychology and it rarely happens that the other side accept your opening offer but if they do, often people feel ripped off when, in yep. fact, that's the best outcome yet because we had we had more in the tank. We would have paid much more than, yeah, than what we, we were right. offered to pay. And so, um, so the outcome was as good as the client um, could have hoped for, but the way the other side behaved sort of impacted the way they interpreted success. You know? Yeah. So the question that we've got is what does success look like? And this is yeah. where it comes back to for today's discussion is do, how do we, we've got to define what success is before we go into some sort of yeah. either negotiation or, or to make some decisions for your business or your life going forward, you want to be able to define what success looks like. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just rambling on down the road. Yeah. Where, where are you kind of what, – what are the markers that you're putting in there that sort of you yeah. can stop and pause and say, wow, look where we've come from to where we, where we yeah. sort of yeah. come back to, which is an interesting one. This is kind of part of the – I suppose is this book that um, – which I can show here, yeah. Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Right. And a lot of this no, – sorry, it's not Who Not How. It's, it's the um, – the gap and the gain, same authors, but oh, the right. gap and the gain. So part of this, so there's two aspects of the two books. One is about who, not how, who can help me get to this success area oh, that I want to go to, yeah. right? So I don't need to do everything, but but through where we've defined where we want to go, who can help me, but I don't need to know how to do it. The other side of that then says, how do I anchor my, I suppose, expectations. So my starting point is is here and we've got to here. But what sometimes people forget about when they're looking at their success, oh, but we could have got to there. 
Yes. So therefore, they're, they're, they're focused on the gap, not the gain from the baseline up. They're sort of saying, oh, but I've missed. I missed Mate, the next 10%. So it's like, yeah, well, it is, it's, it's yeah. human nature. It's like, yeah. oh, but we could have, if we'd done this, we would have got there. Yeah. But but you've gone from zero to, to, to seven yeah. in, in this time frame. So there's a gain. Like there's a very important success that you've picked yeah. up. Could have you got to 10 and you got an extra three? So why are you focusing on not reaching the extra three yeah. in that time period? You can still get there, but, you know, enjoy the journey and enjoy your successes along the way. Yeah. So it's yeah. a really interesting approach because there's so many times people, you know, they set out these plans. It's like, well, oh, but if I just got a little bit more, then I'll be happy. Oh, but if yeah. I get a little bit more, then I'll be happy. And then, and it kind of rolls on and on. It's like, but you're not actually celebrating any of your successes along the way. It doesn't just flip overnight and you go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You, you progressively work your way through. So, you know, to me, it's also what does success look like? It's being able to appreciate the, the little milestones along the way, yeah. acknowledge them, and then move on. There's always a way to, to improve, but that's personally <coughs> and professionally. What, what are the things that you're trying to do along the way that you can say, well, I've been successful in that approach? Yeah, well, certainly in my experience, I, I think I shift the goalposts further ahead. So they're always out of my reach. <laughs> so no matter how successful I am, I kind of go, oh, yeah, well, you know, but the next, the next thing I want to, you know, build the, you know, win the next job or, or, or win the next case or, or whatever it is, you know, I've been on the radio the and now I've been on the TV, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you shift what you think is success. And so then you all, almost always end up feeling disappointed. Like you failed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is, that's where they talk about your, you're chasing the horizon. Yeah. Well, the horizon just keeps moving forward. It doesn't. Yeah. You never get to the horizon. That's why it's, yeah. it's referred to as a. It's in the. It's just further out. Yeah. So it is this real balance to get people to accept the fact, and that's why it's so important at the start of the year. What do I want to achieve over the year? Right. And if you've got there, acknowledge that fact, and and, and sure, there may be some disappointments that you didn't get to a particular point, but don't. Focus so much on the gap. Focus on the gain that you've picked up in that agreed sort of time period. To, to, yeah. to me, that helps you understand what success looks like because yeah. you've defined it. Yeah. And, well, and, and I'd say and with the, the year, I mean, it's good to have a year plan, but I, I think people generally you sort of underestimate, sorry, you overestimate what you can do in a year, but you kind of underestimate what you can do in three years. You know, that yep. you can actually, you know, some things take a while. They take, and you know, to try and achieve a business plan or whatever in one year is sort of unrealistic. You might want to give yourself three years and obviously there's milestones along the way, but I think yep. there's a sort of a, a, there's, I don't know what it is about, a kind of a human bias to, you know, to underestimate the things because, in, you know, in three to five years you can do, you can achieve a whole lot of stuff and we often, I think people often think in years and, and you know, businesses and financial years and all of that sort of stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we think in my business, we think month to month, you know, every month has its own metrics and then every quarter and then every year, you know, but and we're trying to do this, you know, three to five year planning, where, where am I going to be, in, you know, especially when you're young, you know, you can, three to five years is is a reasonable period to plan over. Um, you don't want to try and achieve the, the world in in one year. Well, there's also then, yes, because that then comes back to the point around in celebrating your successes along the way. But if you keep yeah. looking too far out, you, yeah. you're missing, you know, you're kind of missing stuff along the way. It's a bit like, um, you know, when people travel 
which a lot of us haven't done for the last couple of years. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> yeah, you know, what, what did they get on a plane? Oh, my God, that, yeah. that would be a novelty. But, um, you know, it's like when, when some people, they might say, I'm going to Europe. Yeah. And I'm going for, a, you know, a month. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Now, one person, which is my preference, I go to one country and I see that really well. And have a good look, yep. And yep. just really, like, you, because sometimes you need to immerse yourself into it to, to kind of enjoy it along the way. Other people, they're like, well, I'm doing Spain, Portugal, yep. France, Germany, Sweden, yep. you know, Sweden. I'm thinking through a style. I'm like, holy, <laughs> yeah. you're on and off a plane or on a train. I mean, are you, you, to me, that is also a point where you kind of go – the enjoyment is the journey, but when yeah. you're, to me, you're just running from one thing to the next without yeah. really absorbing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know I do that when I'm planning my holiday. I'm trying to jam more in so I can get, you know, so the holiday's better, more stuff is better. <laughs> right. And then when I do the holiday, I think, oh, this is, I'm quite tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm having a holiday after the holiday yeah, because yeah, I've yeah. moved but around so there's much. There's a real a disconnect, I guess, between kind of planning me. And like in and and the way I experience life, you know, and I wonder if that's an issue with success too. You might plan success as looking one particular way, and then in fact, actually, what you want in your like, sometimes you don't even have insight into what you want or what makes. Yeah, it yeah, happen. yeah. I oh, agree. Yeah, yeah. but also so, sometimes, sometimes as you're going through, your expectations of the outcome are yeah. completely different than what you had thought. So when you actually get to the spot. Yeah, you're like, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind just sitting for a bit just to reassess because it's not what I expected. Yeah, and that might then change some of my future decisions. But if you fly through it too quickly, yeah, I mean, there's times where you've got to move fast and times sure. where you can yeah, kind yeah. of you know draw breath. Yeah. And I think part of it is trying to identify that it's not you don't need to redline all the way through to say that you're famously successful. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's something some of the owners that I, business owners that I know and, and probably from my own experience, often, you know, the advice is from all the professionals, you've got to work, you know, on your business, not in your business, right? And so you've got to, you've got to just not be running around managing day-to-day stuff. You've got to be thinking about the broader strategy and whatever. But some people don't like doing that, right? No. And so I know in the case of a lawyer, you know, some some lawyers like myself, I quite like to still talk to clients and be on the tools <laughs> and so on. You know what I mean? I don't want to just just talk to other lawyers about the problems in their cases. Yeah. I want to actually, you know, deal with clients and deal with, with you know, and so and part of success for me is continuing to to be involved in, you know, in clients' businesses and help them grow and so on, even though I'm growing my own business and perhaps working on the business is part of that. Um, perhaps I can outsource some of that, you know what I mean? Perhaps I don't have to do all of that myself yeah. and I can continue yeah. to work for some key clients myself, yep. whereas, you know, I think the conventional advice is, you know, that you should take the CEO role or whatever where you don't actually do any of the, the, any the work yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is what you do is it's just a different kind of work. You know, you just deal with, with, with operational issues. You deal with, um, you know, structural issues or, or, or strategy or, or marketing or whatever instead of dealing with particular legal problems for clients, you know, and it just depends on your personality to, to, to what you want. But you've got to understand yourself and what, what drives you. Maybe you like being doing the technical stuff and the other stuff you don't like doing. And is there a way you can structure your business to sort Correct. of to match that. Otherwise, you end up, your business ends up, and we've talked about this before, you end up a kind of a slave to your business requirements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is also where you need yeah. to, you know, allocate your time. Yeah. Where you actually need to allocate some time in your diary to think. So you actually don't have any appointments. You don't do anything. You, you actually yeah. just need to kind of that capacity to think. Whereas, again, yeah. if you're running really quickly all the time trying to be, you yeah. know, the overnight success. I mean, it's a bit yeah. like the 10-year overnight success. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, sometimes it just kind of rolls on and yeah. it, it, it's all sort of moving. But, but again, yeah. and even the person who's running and going through the experience, you can sometimes then get a person to look over and look. Mm. And what the person who's on the outside looking in may turn around and say, oh, wow, you guys are just such a successful business. Yeah. Like it all looks so good and your whole lifestyle, it's all, it's all you know, beds of roses and it's all fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality is you lift it up and you really get talking to someone. They're like, I'm exhausted. I hey. never see my family. Yeah. Sure, we got all these toys and we get to go on all these holidays, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm under the pump the whole time. I'm not actually really enjoying it anymore. Yeah. They're on yeah. that treadmill. That's a really challenging discussion to have with someone because it's yeah, like, well, yeah. what, how do you change some of that? Because clearly their thought of success has moved. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's a very powerful uh, observation, I think, that, that, you know, that, that I think that there's a lot to be said for that, that you just, you really got to understand what's, because when you're looking from yeah. the outside, a lot of other people look successful. You compare, I mean, yeah. it's an Instagram phenomenon, right? You, you go look and you go, yep. look, look how wonderful they are. Everyone's yep. got a six pack and everyone's, yep. uh, everyone. You know, <laughs> Don't you? Um, <laughs> As I refer to my kids, I've got, there's a lot of work's gone into this slab, kids. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's very true, even about businesses. And people often, I mean, they don't, don't, you know, they don't tell strangers about their business struggles. They sort of project success, and I can understand Great. probably good reasons to do that. You don't want to be projecting all your failures, perhaps. But um, but yeah, if you compare yourself to other people, you might look like a failure, or, or they might look like a success when they're actually really struggling. Yeah, and that's the whole. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of it through the COVID period. The mental health issues for a lot of people. I mean, there were some people out there that were completely. You know, their businesses took off because they were very supportive in, in the, you know, what was required. But on the other side, there's a lot of people whose businesses were just shut down yeah. who were very successful prior to COVID, yeah. but they've had to reconfigure and, and, you know, recalibrate their businesses. And some of them have got back up and others haven't, but some yeah. of them will still say, look, we're still successful and we're still here and I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. You know, let's move on. Other people, it's been a disaster for them and, and, you know, they've gone to a dark place. Yeah. You know, and that's a real challenge. So what do we do about it? Do we, every, the start of every financial year, we do a plan, we map out what success looks like and make sure that the, the game plan for the company is on on, on the road or, or, or do we? Yeah, no, no, I, I always think it's important to be able to, you know, articulate it. So, so yeah. even for a small business, you know, there might only be one or two operators in there. But having a third party sometimes just to have that discussion to kind of yeah. go, all right, well, what are my key measurements? And because yeah. getting a person to talk about that rather than letting it run around in their head, yeah, I think so important because it actually forces them to explain to someone, well, what what does success look like for us as a business? What would we like it to be in the next, you know, six, twelve, eighteen months, five years? Yeah. What what does yeah. that look like, and how can we all? work together to get to that. But until yeah. you articulate it, people don't yeah. know what's going on in your in people's minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, I've, I've sometimes been articulating something like that to someone and in the process of doing it had a bit of a realisation <laughs> because yeah. I'm, I'm, when I'm explaining it, I go, oh, hang on, that doesn't make sense. Or, or, Correct. Or once it's coming out of your mouth, it's different than when it's flopping around in your yeah. head. Which is that balance between working in the business or on the business? Yeah, and then and then I suppose you've got to make sure that that you're doing the things that will bring that vision to life that that you yes. know, move towards success. Because I think you can talk about, oh, I want to spend more time with my family, but then you can also take on heaps more responsibility at work and go, well, hang on, how does that? 
what are we doing here? You know, what are the goals? And maybe maybe you do want to spend more time at work and, and maybe you're willing to make sacrifices around family time or whatever. That, I, I, yep. I mean, that's, there's a place for that. There's, you know, work-life balance is not always means spending heaps of time with your kids. Maybe you have to be away from them to, to achieve certain things in business, which is better. Yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you've got to know it and do it Correct. on purpose, not by accident. And I, I see so much wasted, like unnecessary suffering as a result of people kind of doing um, being run by their business and 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 um, and not really taking the responsibility for their own vision of success, you know. Yep. But also, once you've articulated to a third party, it's much easier to then anchor your decisions based upon that. Yeah. That's yeah. like you, you. This you said this was important, and this is what success would look like. However, your behaviours are going in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Why? Or even the team that's around you. It's like yeah. Alex. You said you want to do this. Why are you still here? Like, why are you doing what you're doing when you said this is what was important for you, but why are you still in the office? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can think of two clients right now who both of them have said, oh, my wife's har- harassing me, harassing me for a holiday. She says we should go on a holiday. <laughs> She's harassing me. How awful. And I say, you know, and then they, then they also say uh, the most important thing to me, family. Great. <laughs> well, I just want to spend time with my wife and my kids. They're my absolute whole world. You know, that, that's great. right? And I go, why don't you go on a holiday with your holiday. wife? Yeah, with your wife, you know how she kind of wants to, and yeah, you know she, yeah. she hasn't. She's she's not. She's not being subtle about it. She's told you directly. You know yeah. what I mean. So what and you're you're articulating you? and telling and complaining to me about it. Yeah. So there's there's something out of whack there. So that's really. So about this it. is the, what we talk about a lot of the time. Yeah. The definition of success, like it is, means different things to different people, and it also depends on where you are in your stage of life. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know that's a real challenge. All right, Alex. Well. Any final words as we wind up on the what does success look like? Oh, well, I suppose I'd say it's different for different people and, and uh, I think you want to have a, an idea of what it looks like for you and then do the things that, that will lead you in that direction, you know, and, yep. and talk to someone else about it, whether that's a financial advisor or, a, uh, you know, a confidant, whether it's, your, you know, your father or your son or your brother or, you know, a friend, yep. whatever. Um, I think a third party is really, really important. But, you know, yep. otherwise life can sort of pass you by when you're in the, in the, in the running on the mouse wheel to try and make more money, yeah. you know, which, uh, which might not be what you really want to achieve. And also, to me, the final point for me is define your own success. Don't worry about what your neighbour's doing. What are you doing? Like, that, that's where you've got to anchor your own success to. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like, it's not what, – what's successful to you it may be completely different to someone else. So yeah. you know, kind of define your own success and, and enjoy the journey. Yeah, enjoy the journey is a good one, yeah. All right, Alex. Once again, the dulcet tones of Alex from, you know, Taurus Legal, there they are, amazing sort of yeah. you know, Featured on the radio and all of that. Correct. Yeah, you know, we get him an autograph book out shortly just to load you up. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, listeners. All right. Talk soon. See ya. See ya.